a blessing over you here this morning. This is written by a dear friend of ours, Pastor Claude Carello, who pastors a magnificent church in uh, Rockingham, Perth. And I'm just going to declare these words over your, you and your household for this 2016, all right? I declare the blessing over the Lord over your life. I declare you have come into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. And he is making you rich without sorrow, heartache or fear. This is your day, your divine hour and your collision with destiny in Christ. I bless you with the seed of Christ, the promise of his power and the purpose of his grace. I draw upon the anointing and release you into your God-breathed destiny. You shall walk upon your enemies in victory. You shall conquer every mountain and slay every giant. I mark you now with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There is an insatiable, unquenchable desire for the presence of God within you. You have a chasm that craves the revelation of God's word and the release of his spirit in your life. By the spirit of the sovereign Lord, you are walking in power, grace and wisdom, spiritual understanding and practical application are propelling you forward in every area of your life. I release you from all fear, past, present and future. I release you into the plans and purposes of God. I set a hedge of protection over your life, your family and your ministry. This wall will never be removed. Now is the time for you to press forward and possess your future. Your past is forgiven and your present reconciled as you are released into your future. Live in victory. Love in meekness. Give in grace. Grow in strength in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church. This 2016, God bless you. Why don't you take a seat this morning? Look, I don't mind a little bit of happy chaos in the church with the kiddies, if you don't mind. I'm a mum of three. I've got a beautiful nine-year-old daughter, Sienna, six-year-old son, Jesse, and our little darling and delight, Cleo, who's three. So um, if I can handle it, can you handle it? We're good just to relax this morning, be family, and let the kiddies do what they need to do. I'm hoping there'll be at least one little run streaking across the front. I think that's always fun in a family service. So I'll just put that dare out to any of the kiddies. If you feel like you've got it in you, you're welcome to take a little run across the front on me this morning. <laughs> hey, um, thank you, team. You're magnificent. Can we honour our beautiful worship team here this morning? Hey, my name's Nat Taylor, and if I haven't met you before and you're uh, new at our place this morning, I just want to welcome you. It's so great to begin the year with you. Thank you for coming to the house of God this morning. What a great place to bring your family. What a great declaration for you and your household to come to the house of God this first Sunday of this magnificent new year. Hey, I'm going to preach this word this morning, putting all hindrances aside. It's a word God's put in my heart this morning, and I just want to encourage you and give you some practical ways in which we can do that. Putting all hindrances aside this 2016 and pursuing all that God has for us on this beautiful year. Amen? Amen. So Zechariah 4.10 says this, who with reason despises the day of small things. In the NLT version, it says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. What rational reason is there to despise a small thing? 
it actually doesn't make sense. It's actually a bit unkind, a little bit unfair to despise a small thing which has not yet had an opportunity to grow or to gain strength or to produce fruit. It's a little bit unkind, a little bit unjust to despise a small thing. But for some reason in our life, often we do exactly that. We, um, we cast our eye, we cast our personal judgment across a small thing in our life and we despise it because it hasn't yet taken flight. Maybe it hasn't yet reached the expectation that we have for it. Why is it that by our human nature, we tend to despise a small thing that's not yet developed or got its strength or taken flight or met our expectations? But it wouldn't make sense to rebuke a seed for not being a tree, right? We would look like crazy people if we looked at a seed and we rebuked it because it was not yet a tree. It actually doesn't make any sense at all. So why then will we despise a small thing before it has yet grown and, read its, and met its full potential? You know, we only have uh, so much emotional energy to give in this life, right? Better to invest it in a place where we can see something grow and develop and gain strength rather than despise something with it. Don't you agree? Better to invest our emotional energy to see something grow, to speak faith and hope and life into something, rather than to take that same emotional energy, that little bottle of emotional energy and pour it over here and despise a small thing which has not yet uh, grown or, or gained strength or taken flight in our world. Can I just encourage us this year to take the emotional energy that God has given us and to be good stewards of it and to make conscious choices to invest it with words of hope and life and light and to see uh, things grow up and spring up around us. Let's speak into the barren areas of our life this year and rather than despising those small places, those yet to be developed things, rather let's invest with hope and strength and light and, and, and speak that invest emotional energy that is positive into those areas and let's see a harvest this year in Jesus mighty name amen amen you know things don't grow and change when they are despised do they they grow when they are loved teams visions relationships even we ourselves we don't grow when we're despised the things that we put our hand to don't grow when they are despised they grow when they are loved and cultivated and, and nurtured and fought for, then those things rise up. I mean, children are raised on a steady diet of love, aren't they? And as they are loved, we watch them spring up before our eyes. We watch them kick some goals. We watch them become amazing people and take a hold of life. As they are loved, small things become great things, right? So this year, let's, let's invest invest our emotional energy and watch things grow rather than shut them down before they get a chance. Let's give ourselves some slack this year, right? Even if in 2015 something looked like it was just slowly moving towards the goal, it's as if an area of your life was moving in slow motion. You feel like you're watching an area of your life as if it's moving in slow motion. Even if it tarried last year, can I encourage you not to despise the small thing this year, rather to gain a heavenly perspective a new perspective as you walk into 2016 and invest with love this year. Give it another chance. Even if it tarried in 2015, give it another chance this 2016. Take a bit of strength from the Lord this year and invest in love and see what he will do this year. Amen? 
it's a new day. It's a new year. Who knows what will happen this year, right? It's, it's an adventure with him, isn't it? Who loves the adventure that we get to go on? It's amazing. No two days are the same. So what are we going to do with our handful of seed in 2016? Let's see, we've all got a handful of seed. We've all got some gifts, some skill sets, some energy, some potential, some opportunity, some financial opportunity, some business opportunity, a family to grow. We all have some seed in the palm of our hand. What are we going to do with that seed this 2016? Are we going to despise it, rebuke it, or will we plant it and water it and fertilize it and call life out this year, call abundance out of those barriers? in places this year and let's see God do something great in our lives. We need to get in, in agreement with the seed, right? But you can't argue with the seed. If you despise the seed, if you work in opposition with the seed, of course it's not going to grow. Rather, if we get in agreement with the seed, if we um, cultivate the seed, if we invest into the seed, then my friends, it's a principle of heaven. It will grow. It will grow, my friends. It will grow. Come on, let's thank God here this morning. So far, the kids have been really good. That's something to thank God for. <laughs> so let's train our tongues to honour the seed, not undermine it in 2016. You know, sometimes, many times, it's not the environment around us. It's not the people around us. It's we ourselves who undermine the potential of the seeds that God has given us with our tongue. It's a sneaky little thing. There are these throwaway comments, these autopilot comments that love to pop out of our mouth and undermine the seed, to despise the seed, the small thing. I, I pray that this year we would train our tongue. If we can't say anything good, sometimes better not to say anything at all. That's what I tell my kids. That's what I tell myself. You know, this year, let's take a hold of this tongue of ours. Let's take a authority over this tongue of ours and make a decision. I will not be on autopilot to undermine the seed that God has given me. No, I will not default to the, the things that I have said, the words and phrases that have been ingrained in me over years and years and years. No, this year, the words that spring up out of my mouth are going to call forth life. They're going to call forth a harvest. They're going to invest with love intentionally this year. You know, those things that we just say, and they it takes sometimes a loved one to act as a mirror around us and remind us for what we're saying. We just, we fall so easily to that. Well, I pray this year we would train this tongue. We would train this tongue to speak words of life, speak words that our Father, our Heavenly Father would agree with, that we would agree with the seed this year and not argue with it and not undermine it. Amen. Repeat after me. Here we go. My seed isn't barren. It has yet to realize its full potential. Let's try that again. My seed isn't barren. It has yet to realize its full potential. Let's just try speaking like that this year. You know, rather than I haven't seen life in this year, this isn't what I want it to be, I'm dissatisfied. Rather than rebuking the seed, let's just reframe our phrases and start to speak positively and, and see how life flows in the areas as we start to speak uh, words of hope and life over areas of our life. Amen. You know, some of our seeds lay dormant in 2015, some because we despise them, some because we neglected them. But on the other hand, some of us contended for progress in 2015, right? Some of us out here kicked some real goals this year in 20, 2015. You know, who started a business in, in 2015? 
or upgraded the car. Like just decide, okay, I'm going to upgrade this year. I'm going to go up. What about a new relationship? Now, they're exciting. Friendships are exciting. Someone up, that's right, up the back, we've got a new relationship. Everybody, new relationship in the house. Status update in the house. Um, you know, who fulfilled a dream in 2015? You know, many of us can say that, right? Some of us contended for progress in 2015. You know, we took a hold of an air of our life and watched God do a great thing. You know, we're not called to settle or be satisfied with anything less than the Lord's right outcome and provision for us. Now, I, I, I use that word really intentionally, right outcome, rather than perfect outcome, because um, sometimes we get dismayed and confused when the circumstances aren't perfect. But the point is his provision is right, and the perfection is being outworked in us. Amen? His provision is right. It's right, my friend. We can rest secure in his provision. And the beauty of this journey with Christ is that he makes us perfect. He goes on a journey with us. Perfection is being outworked in us day in, day out. It's a never-ending journey. He's grateful that Christ got a hold of their life. And he's outworking goodness in our life. Amen? Now, here's the thing. We've been blessed with a beautiful home. It's great. We're really happy with the home, right? God's been good to us, and we're grateful for that, but it has reached an expiry date. Can I just say, is there anyone out there who has an area of their life which you feel has reached an expiry date? You know, you can feel it. It's like time clocks over, and that kitchen space, which we love, you know, it looks out onto the backyard, it's beautiful, but you can only really have one person in the kitchen because it's a little bit teeny tiny. So if, you know, if the dishwasher's open and then someone's trying to prep the food, there's pretty much only allocated space for one person, not for two, let's be honest, hearts. You know, but it, it is a blessing. We won't resent the blessing that God's given us. We're grateful for it, but it is rich an expiry date. And in order to move beyond that expiry date, see, you can sit under. An expiry date can become a ceiling. You can decide, I'm going to sit there, okay? That's, that expiry date has come and gone, but I, I'm, I'm just going to sit under this ceiling. Or you can decide to break through the ceiling and to contend for progress in areas of our life. We have the opportunity to go from strength to strength. Should we pursue it? Should we take up the challenge? Who feels like they'd like to contend for some progress? progress in 2016 and see some new things, some new goals achieved, some new blessing pulled down into our life this year. You know, um, and everything is hinging off um, a house being made. We're, we're making plans for a new house. And um, I thought in 2015, it would be enough just to have the idea. And then um, everything would just roll really smoothly one thing into the other. I, you know, Hartley's, Hartley's the planner, the navigator, he's sorting it all out. And then we had a really unfavorable council meeting and it was like a wake-up call. That's right. Progress never gets handed to us. It always has to be contended for. <laughs> so I'm reminded that in order, you know, our prayer this year is that a slab will be laid in 2016. I can see the slab. I can pray for the slab. I'm believing for the slab to be laid in 2016. I'm contending for progress. You know, otherwise I was drifting on autopilot. Hartley was doing the work. He was, he's a great manager. I'm happy to flow with him. And I just realized God has awakened me to be a part of the contention for this thing that 
it progress never gets served to you. You've got to go after it. And every time I go to my fridge, I'm reminded. He knows sometimes you need a little thorn in your side as a reminder that you actually deserve the upgrade, that it's worth contending for. It's worth the emotional investment to see that new thing come. Well, I, again, I'm, I'm grateful for my fridge. It keeps things cool. That's awesome. But it's a little bit old school. And I, what I have to do every now and then, probably once every two weeks, I have to get down in the bottom of the fridge and I have to sponge the cold water out of the bottom of the fridge into a bowl and then take it to the sink and tip it out. And I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why the water goes there. There is no purpose in the water pooling at the bottom of the fringe. But that is what it likes to do. And therefore, it is my you know, blessed task to sponge the water out of the bottom of the fringe and then tip it into the sink. What's that about? It is my constant. Now, okay, here's the thing about the fridge. The fridge comes with the house. See, we'd like to buy a new fridge. Happy to buy a new fridge. But we've got a teeny tiny space for our current fridge. So that fridge is with the current house. The expiry date, the graduation doesn't just include a new house. It includes a new fridge. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. And a really big fridge, like, like, and a, one that does all the tricks, like one which is like another member of the family, it's so complex. We're going to get one of those ones, and it's going to be amazing. In the meantime, every time I go to that fridge, every time I sponge water out of the bottom of the fridge, I am contending for progress in my life. We need a thorn in our side, which reminds us what tomorrow will look like, a little bit of something that will nudge us towards a better something for our life. Amen. So let's embrace the thorn this year and know that it's a great motivator towards contending for progress in our life. Come on, let's praise Jesus in this place today. <laughs> Philippians 1.6 says, and I am convinced. You know, the test is to remain convinced as we ride this wave of life to remain convinced for that upgrade, to remain convinced for that vision that we see, to even as the waves come and, and go and move around us and the tests come, the, the, the great strength is to remain convinced. You know, there's one way to ride an escalator, isn't there? Anybody been at the shops this Christmas season? Um, there is only one way to get on that moving escalator because it's not slowing down. It's not going to move slowly just because you're there. Maybe in the future they'll design something like that. But right now, the escalators that I've seen, that you've probably seen, pretty much come at an even pace. Those steps come and they unfold nicely in front of us and they just keep rolling on. Life is much the same. There is a rhythm and a drive behind life and those escalator steps are just going to keep coming and going. Sometimes the best way in order to step into our future is like getting on that escalator, stepping on with conviction, going with conviction. You cannot light foot onto the escalator, can you? You know, we've watched our children try and navigate. We've like had to teach our children how to navigate the escalator. It's like an important life skill because you don't want an escalator incident. That would not be pretty. So you've got to teach them. You step on with boldness. You step on with conviction. You take a hold of the side. That thing is not going to slow down for you. Life is not going to slow down for you. Remain convinced this year, this 2016. As you step into a new thing, step into 
into it with clarity, with conviction, with boldness. Step onto that escalator. Don't let the escalator get the better of you. You rule and reign that escalator. When you step on, step on like this escalator was made for me. This escalator is serving me. It's here to serve me today. Don't let, don't allow the, the timidity to creep in when you step into a new thing. That intimidation that likes to come, rather come with conviction. I am convinced in 2016. I'm moving with conviction in 2016. And the scripture goes on to say, and I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. The Lord is doing a work of completion in you, in your household, in your finances. He's about in the business of completion. It's important to him. The work that he's doing in your heart and your life is for you. It's to prosper you and it's for the purpose of completion. There is nothing right, um, right about food which has not been completed in its preparation. This holiday season, our kids like to eat pancakes. They're not hard to make. I think my six-year-old can make them better than me. Unfortunately, I, I, um, I put some on the stove and the first couple were never quite right. But, you know, you're getting the temperature right. And anyway, I was multitasking, as you do, and I served these little pancakes out to the kiddies, and the insides were still runny and soft, and I had to go back to the drawing board and start again. They were useless because they were incomplete. The baking, the heat needed to go all the way through. They needed to be complete in order to actually nourish my children. Allow the Lord this work this year to do a complete work on the inside of us. Sometimes we'd like to think it will just be done in a few minutes. It will be done on my time, not on your time. But if we allow the work of completion, that pancake to sit in the heat, as long as it needs to sit in the heat so that it's cooked all the way through, so that it can actually serve and nourish the people around us, this year let's yield to his time. Let's let him take his time. Let's be patient and let the work be complete in 2016. Amen? You know, how do we remain steady in our life's tests and seasons? Uh, in Christ, in Christ, it's it, whatever, come what may, it's in Christ that we remain steady and calm and able, enabled by his spirit, uh, whatever comes our way. And I was um, challenged and encouraged by these 10 marks of a mature Christian. Do you want to hear them? Do you want to do, you know, when I hear these things, I do a little self-evaluation. You know, there are some wince moments and there are some feel-good moments. Are we feeling brave enough this morning to just run through these? Ten marks of a mature Christian. Frank Powell uh, is a Church of Christ minister in Jackson, Tennessee, and he's written these ten. Okay, buckle your seatbelts. Are you ready? One, the highs and lows of life don't impact your relationship with God. Number two, you find value in the dailiness and trivial seasons of life. Number three, you're at peace with situations beyond your control. Number four, you don't allow disciplines to take a back seat. Number five, you maintain a childlike sense of awe and wonder. Number six, you don't compare yourself to others. Number seven, you listen to others who have a different viewpoint with the goal of growing and not correcting. Number eight, your heart breaks for the poor and marginalised. 
Number nine, you understand Christianity doesn't have an on-off switch. And number 10, you have a sustainable rhythm to your life. Amen? I'm encouraged by that. In Christ, we can ride the wave, come what may. Here's that steady anchor in the midst of our circumstances. Amen? Putting all hindrances aside this 2016. Okay, here's another truth this year. You know, sometimes progress doesn't come in our businesses, in our relationships, and in our plans because we are accommodating what we should be fighting for. We need to uh, do a little risk assessment sometimes of our situations and ask myself, am I accommodating what I should be fighting for or am I fighting for what I should be accommodating? Um, I had an unfortunate realisation in 2015. I thought I was being a good wife. Hartley is like a saint. It's not hard to be his partner. He makes life really blessed. Um, the only difficulty is it's hard living with a saint because it illuminates your own unsaint-like qualities. But Hartley is a great man. And, um, but we had a busy year in 2015. And I got to uh, partway through the year and I just realised um, we've grown adrift a little bit just because we've been busy, been preoccupied. And I thought I was being a good wife when I, I decided in myself, he has a lot on his place, uh, plate. I'm just going to allow some space and we'll keep journeying kind of thing. And then as the year went on, I realised I, I was allowing space to a sacred area, that of our marriage and our partnership. I was accommodating what I should have been fighting for. And sometimes we're not getting the progress that we want to get in our life because we're accommodating what we should be fighting for. There are some sacred areas in life which we just need that Holy Spirit readout on so we wouldn't grow uh, uh, lacking or weak and accommodate those things that actually need to be fought for and, and made priority and kept front and center in our world. I pray that we would put all hindrances aside this 2016 and we would fight for the sacred areas. We would not accommodate, grow tired in doing good, but we would fight for those sacred areas in 2016. Amen? You know, Romans 8.15 tells us, this resurrection life you receive from God is not timid, it's adventurously expectant. And if there's one area that I find we can begin to accommodate, it's our expectation. You know, uh, with life's um, challenges and as we get tired, we can find that our expectation of even God's provision and goodness in our life can get dulled down to like a worldly level. But actually, he is the God of abundance. He's a God who wants to pour his goodness and his mercy into your life. It's his desire that you would know freedom and the fullness of freedom in every part of your life. So I pray this 2016 that we would put all hindrances aside, that we would not allow our expectation to be subpar, to be dulled down by the perspective of the world, but we would fight for our expectation. We would fight to expect God's goodness for our marriages and for our children and in our finances this year. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's praise Jesus here today. Because sometimes we need to be awakened to what God is doing again. We need to be awakened to his purpose. In some ways, I think that's what New Year's is all about. 
It's so that we're not rolling on autopilot from one season into the next. It's a moment where God gets a hold of us, where he wakes us up, where he rests us so that when he speaks to us, we can hear him. Because who knows when we get tired, when we're on autopilot, we stop hearing heaven's whisper. We stop hearing the still small voice. But what he does is he creates a break in time when one year is laid to rest and another is begun. And in that little window right here, this sacred window that we're in right now, he begins to speak. He begins to pour in new strategy. He takes a hold of that window and he allows us to see with a new perspective as we come into this year. Amen. So it says in Zechariah 4.1, And the angel who talked with me came again and awakens me like a man who is awakened out of his sleep like a man awakened out of his sleep. I pray this New Year season that we would be awakened out of our slumber, that yes, we would rest, that our soul would find rest, but within it, that in this time, in this January season, which is sacred, that we would be awakened to what heaven would say for us this year, that we would hear his word this year. Amen. The kids have been so good. I feel so blessed. It's amazing. It's nice. I feel like, yeah, a baby could sleep. It's so quiet in here. It's awesome. I pray we would not be found sleeping this year, not underneath the ties, but awakened, acutely aware of what God would have for us in this season. In putting all hindrances aside in 2016, don't despise the small things. Rather, invest love and light and hope and faith into those areas and call them forth. Contend for progress this 2016. Make a decision in your heart. I'm going to move with conviction this 2016. And let's be mindful not to accommodate the things we should be fighting for this 2016. I'm going to ask the band to come. You know, in Hebrews 12.1, it says, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, every unnecessary weight. And you know, the Greek tradition in running was to take off the unnecessary layers of clothing, the formal layers of clothing, to set them aside so that they could run the race unencumbered. And this is a good point in the year to make an assessment of the state of our heart and allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate those unnecessary weights we may be carrying as we move into this new year. Uh, You know, I went, I walked the block um, as I do at this time of year, and I tend to ask the Lord what his word would be for me. And I I was surprised. I'm always surprised at what he has to say. Well, he, he said to me this year, break up the fallow ground you know, insert the wide-eyed emoticon at that point, I was like, really? Break up the fallow ground. Isn't that what we've been doing? Silver water is growing. It's expanding. There's life springing up from barren places. It's wonderful. But he, this was his challenge to me, pioneer again. Break up the fallow ground. And in many times, the, the purpose of breaking up the fallow ground is to harvest the unused areas and to stir up the areas that are not bearing fruit. And I felt challenged again to even assess my own heart what are the weights or the things the rocks that have gotten down into the soil of my heart that maybe I need to uh, throw out this year so that I'm lighter and freer and clearer to be about the purpose of heaven um, this new this new year you know we need to assess the condition of our heart and look and see what are those extra weights 
that we're carrying that would slow down these long distance runners. You know, we've all watched a friend drop out of the race because there's something they wanted to carry. There's something they preferred to carry rather than to lay down and get free of. And the scripture goes on to say in Hebrews 12:1, and let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that is set before us. Do you know, friends, we all have an appointed course this 2016. Do you know heaven has a divine intended plan and purpose for you this 2016? These are not days to be ambled through on autopilot. No, these are an intentional season set apart by your heavenly Father. I pray that we would seek out heaven's purpose this January, that we'd ask him, what is my appointed course for this race, for this year? What is heaven's burden for my life for this year? And the scripture goes on to say in Hebrews 12 2, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus. Looking away from all that will distract. I pray we'd have tunnel vision this year. Come what may, that our focus, our primary focus would be on Jesus himself. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We put all hindrance aside this 2016. Thank you, Lord. You're the wind in our wings. You give us strength to run your race, uninhibited, undeterred, to raise a harvest in our personal world and for the kingdom of heaven this year. Amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you just close your eyes right across this room here this morning. Jesus, we love you. We thank you that you're our wingman for this life, that we're never alone, that you never leave us or forsake us. We thank you, Lord, every time we go into fight, we go into contend for progress. You are right alongside us. You strengthen us and you enable us by your spirit. We thank you, Lord, it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by your spirit. The progress comes led by your spirit, enabled by your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, I thank you, Lord, you go ahead of every person in this room today. You go ahead, Lord, before them this 2016. I thank you, you prepare places for them, places for rest, places for a harvest in 2016, that this would not be a year of barrenness, but the optimal harvest would come in each life this year in Jesus' mighty name. Hey, friends, I just want to ask you, everyone seated and every child up the back that's chatting and hanging out in this place this morning, I want to ask where Jesus is in your equation. Is he, friends, in the center of your world? Is he your strength? Is he your peace? Is he the one from whom your answers come? Is he rightly appointed for this 2016? All my friends, do you feel like you're disconnected? Or perhaps you've drifted and you couldn't say that Jesus is right in the centre. He's right. If you reach for him, would you feel that he's right there, closer than a brother? Friends, if you've drifted here this morning, I want to pray a prayer with you that locates Jesus back at the centre, the centre of your heart, the centre of your choices, the centre of your world here this morning so that you could start strong this 2016. Start with the peace of God in your heart. Start knowing that you're not alone, that He's with you, that He walks with you so that you could go with boldness at the days to come because He's a kind God. 
He's a loving God and all He wants is to be in relationship with you, in synergy with you, walking in union with you, covering and protecting, safeguarding and providing for each one of His children. So friend, I want to ask this morning, if you feel you need to reconnect to Him today, if you've drifted or if you've never received Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Saviour, well, in a moment, in a heartbeat, I want to pray with you that you would know Him as I know him, the Prince of Peace, the centre of my world. So right across this room, I want you to consider in your heart, do I need to reconnect with him here today? Have I drifted? So what I want to ask you to do, friends, if that's you here today, you're sitting here and you need a a prayer pray that reconnects you with Jesus as your Lord and your Saviour. I want to lift your hand up nice and high in your seat and I'll see you right up the back to the kiddies, right down the front to the grown-ups. Lift your hand up nice and high and I'll see you and I'll respond and pray with you here this morning. Wherever you're seated, I see your hand. Who else is there here today? You need to re-establish Christ's Lordship in your life. You need to put him back on the throne of your heart back in the place of Saviour and Lord to help you navigate in life. If you feel like you've drifted from that relationship, lift your hand up and I'll see you here today and I'll pray with you that you would be confident of your relationship with Him at peace, knowing that He's got you covered as you walk into this future. In Jesus' name. why don't you repeat this prayer after me especially my friend who raised her hand dear Jesus please come into my heart wash me clean be my Lord be my saviour help me follow you I give you this year I give you my life I give you the seeds the giftings the opportunities I pray that you would breathe life on that seed this year to bear a harvest in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Why don't you just stand in the presence of God here today? Lord, we just thank you for this year. Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, you're you're with us, you're for us. We thank you, Lord, this is not another year. This is a fresh year, a new beginning. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that you just rain down on every person standing in this room right now, that you'd refresh every heart, that you'd strengthen every individual, that you'd just pour fresh oil, 2016 New Year fresh oil on every person in this room. I thank you, Lord, to enable each one by your spirit right now that you just move through this auditorium. You'd move through, you'd fill every cup overflowing by your spirit in Jesus' mighty name. We just yield this year to you, Lord. We surrender every part of this year to you, Lord. We bring our families, we bring our visions, our dreams, our desires. 
and we thank you, Lord, you're a good and just God. We thank you, Lord, you were to our advantage. We thank you, Lord, you were to our favor in 2016. I thank you, Lord, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living this year in Jesus' name. And so we praise you in this place. Oh, we praise you in this place, Lord. 